Um, Time is 11 minutes past two o'clock. And let me just go over to Cruz McCallaghan, who joins me on the phone now for this week's audio column. Good afternoon to you, Cruz. Hello, good afternoon, Sadia. Always nice and chirpy, Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) We're all digging deep. You can find a bit of chirpiness if you dig deep enough. (laughs) You have to. You have to. Believe me, with things around us, I think it's absolutely essential. Now, you made me me quite, you know, you brought the humour out this afternoon when I looked at the subject and I thought, sofas, well, how do you come up with these topics, eh? (laughs) Well, actually, to be honest, it was because... Um, You know, trying to keep our bubbles small at home with my family recently, of course, and trying to do what we need to do. I realized that I've been spending a lot of time on the sofa. (laughs) (laughs) Hence um, the inspiration, right? Hence the inspiration. And and I have to say, it made me think a bit because I, I don't know what your sofa is like. I would like you to tell me about your sofa. But our sofa is very much a bog standard Sofa to sofa bed converted IKEA number. Mm-hmm. It is not designer. It is not glamorous. And dare I say it, it is not even that comfortable. <laughs> but it's just what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this recently with my husband, and we were remembering being kids and having like a sofa in your house. Well, not your house. We grew up in Hong Kong, in your flat in Hong Kong. And feeling like my sofas as children were just these really decadent plush things because you were smaller and you could just get lost in a sofa and all the cushions. And there's something kind of fun and playful and cozy about a big sofa. Um, And then one of the harsh realities of adulthood was when I moved out and I had to, you know, live away from my parents and I was flatting and realizing sofas are quite expensive, actually, Mm. and especially a really nice, comfortable one. And, uh, you know, and they're quite a luxury in a way as well. So I was just kind of thinking about them in in that sort of way. And I wanted to have a bit of a a bit of a chat about it. What is your sofa like, Sadia? Well, the sofa I have in Hong Kong is a very practical sofa. There is nothing mm-hmm. really comfortable. About, I mean, it, it's just like, it's almost like um, the cushion pad is almost 90 degrees. So when you right. say you have to put sh- you have to put cushions on it in order to make it comfortable. This was in our flat when we moved in. So we don't have our own one. Um, so it's not, um, it's not lovely. You have to make it lovely with cushions and, and throws <laughs> and things like that, right? But the one that I have in the UK in my house is, oh my goodness, it is very wide. And my husband chose it purely because he wanted a sofa where his legs could not touch the ground. Wow. <laughs> he, could, he could sit up and keep his legs, you know, off the ground. So it is an incredibly comfortable sofa. And we bought it before we even bought the house and we paid for it for three years or something like that. <laughs> something mad. But it has been in our family and we chose our house purely because that sofa would fit in there. There you That's go. That's amazing. That there you go. All. See, and here you were thinking this was an irrelevant subject. Oh, absolutely. You built no. a life around a sofa. <laughs> we built a house around a sofa, <laughs> yeah, believe me. Exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, see, this is this interesting thing about sofas. And it's it's funny because I one other thing I've always come across is I'm a big sci-fi nerd. Mm-hmm. And I love Star Trek. Oh, I'm a massive okay. Trekkie Sadia. I'm not so am I, actually. I'm My husband is too. There we go. See? Yeah. We're in yeah. good company. Yeah. And something I've always laughed about, doesn't matter what series of Star Trek you've watched, is somehow they go across the universe to a completely different galaxy, to a completely different planet, to a whole new species of, of person or creature or whatever it is, and they'll have sofas on that planet. They'll have like a soft, they'll have a settee. 
you know, there'll be a couch in there. <laughs> I haven't noticed new actually. I'm going to have to I watch mean a it. few episodes and do joke. it. Do it. You'll laugh your you'll laugh your head off. And I'm like, how do they know that they'd have sofas? That people wouldn't have like a a big round dome they just slump forward on or something. You know, they, mm. are you telling me that independent evolution in a completely different circumstance? <laughs> that's as imaginative. We think, well, look, they they function differently. Their sexuality is different. Their biology is different. But their they food need to is sit different. On a sofa. But they have sofas. Yeah. So okay. I always thought that was quite funny. That universality of the sofa concept. So I wanted to have a bit of a look into it. So that's a bit of a backstory. There's a couple of different angles I've come at this from. So, actually, the word sofa, um, which, what do you call it? Do you call it a sofa? I call it a sofa. I call it a sofa. Yes, yes. okay. I have an American husband who I've forced to call it a sofa, but he did call it a couch for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't call it a settee. I call it a sofa. Yeah. yeah but I think it's it just in case anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about sofas, couches, settees, that larger piece of furniture designed to fit multiple people most of the time. It's not an armchair. An armchair would be one bottom. <laughs> I would say a sofa is multiple bottoms, right? Mm-hmm. Or two, two or more bottoms. Mm-hmm. And um, it's quite a large piece of furniture. So that's what we're kind of talking about. The word sofa dates back to 2000 BC in Egypt and is derived from the Arabic word safar, which roughly translates to bench. So we know that people have been perching their bums on sofas for thousands of years. And even though today's are infinitely comfier with cushions and squishy bits and things like that and springs, um, it's clear that mankind has been a fan of the sofa for many, many years. But of course, way back in 2000 BC, sofas were only used by the very, very rich people like pharaohs. And the Romans started to enjoy all the benefits of the sofa, although they were happy, happier lounging on something resembling a chase lounge. You know, that kind of yes. thing which is only coming up a at one side. Type yeah, thing a recliner type one bit, yes. Yes, and I always find this funny, especially when people talk about... Um, how, you know, today we're not taking the cues from ancient man. You know, we, we, we've just, all of us, you know, sitting is the new smoking and all these sorts of things, you know, which I'm a big advocate for moving your body if you can. But at the same time, I think it's really funny because I'm like, well, actually, if you look at some parts of history, people did a lot of reclining. <laughs> they didn't do a lot of moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, uh, this is really interesting. So, of course, once upon a time, they were reserved for the very, very rich people who didn't have to do jobs you know, that's why they could just recline, um, you know, while nibbling on grapes and being fanned by scantily clad <laughs> I have a clear the vision there. I can yes. see it all. <laughs> yes. Yes. And of course, um, the plebs, if we talk about lower class Romans, they tended to recline on stone benches instead, which were probably not very comfortable. And of course, if we look into like um, medieval times, you've got everyone sitting on a stool. No one really had a sofa per se. Um, the collapse of the Roman Empire in the 5th century actually marked the start of the Dark Ages. And this was a period when pretty much everything good in life entered into a state of decline, right? And you may not realize this, but this included the humble sofa, which ceased to exist in almost any form beyond a simple bench or stool for almost a thousand years. Wow. So we had an age of the sofa, an ancient age of the sofa, you know, for the ultra rich and powerful. And then there was a thousand years of sofalessness, okay? <laughs> which is a really fascinating thing to think about. And in fact, it wasn't until the late 16th century um, that European craftsmen reimagined and revived the sofa as a comfortable addition 
to the newly weatherproof housing that was beginning to emerge all over Europe, which makes sense. If you live in a leaky, damp house, you probably don't want a sofa, right? It's a pretty bit of a disgusting mold trap. Um, and this is when, obviously, furniture makers started to kind of take off in the 1800s, a few hundred years later. And that's where we have all these sorts of different elegant designs and Chippendale um, Chippendale sofas and all these mm. different things mm. that we have. Um, but there is a lot of practicality around the sofa as well. So one of the reasons that it has that kind of back and sides was to keep people warm, which, of course, you don't really think about. But, of course, it does. You know, like if you look at um, more tropical climates, like even if I think about some of the like um, – in, in, you know, ancient Chinese furniture, for example, that kind of wooden backed furniture. So like it is a sofa, but it's not as padded. It's not as plush mm. because the climate was warmer. You wouldn't yeah. have needed to be padded inside that sofa. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's kind of interesting in that way that there's all these sorts of different designs that cropped up around the world. Um, I tried very hard to find information and I couldn't about plastic covered sofas. Have you ever experienced these? <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think um, sometimes there is a tendency in, in quite a few South Asian households that when they buy a new sofa, I've seen this in the UK, right? Uh, when they buy a new sofa, you know, it comes wrapped in kind of plastics, uh, mm-hmm. you know, transparent. And they leave it on there because they just think, no, I don't want it to wear out and I don't want the colour to change. So it's very uncomfortable. But people have, um, I have seen it in people's homes. They do cover their sofas up. They get a brand new sofa, they cover it up with plastic or they cover it up with, a, 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 you know, a throw just to save it. So um, in terms of plastic sofas themselves made of plastic, I've seen a few for gardens and things like that, but not inside. I just always think about that. Like I've had a few friends over the years who've had like really beautiful, enormous houses in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. You know, like their families are, are very wealthy and very successful. And I've always been so curious. What is it like inside your home? It must just be magnificent. Yeah. And then I go inside and of course it is magnificent. And all the sofas are covered in plastic. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, it's such a funny, it's such a funny um, personal quirk. Mm. But I guess there is a lot of practicality in that too. I just imagine the Hong Kong hot summer and having to sit on a plastic covered sofa and hear that slide off every time you stand up. (laughs) (laughs) Or you get stuck. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it's, it's a very interesting thing in terms of, like, how we see different sofas. And I always find it fascinating. Um, it's one of those things that I have, like, a personal, like, um, curiosity with. Like, you'll see people selling their secondhand sofas, for mm. example, online quite often in Hong Kong. People are moving and changing and things like that. And they'll say, oh, I spent this much on it, but I'm letting it go for this. And I always think, you spent that much on a sofa? Um, and I just, I just like, I'm so curious. I'm like, I'd love to know what that sofa feels like. Mm. <laughs> you know, this next mm. generation sofa. I recently discovered that, um, my husband, who's always very, um, been very good at saying, oh, I'll take, you know, if I've been having a hard time sleeping at night, he says, oh, don't worry. I'll just, I'll go sleep on the sofa. Don't worry <laughs> about it. And I've always thought he's been really kind. Um, so I decided to sleep on the sofa one night, um, after getting up for children in the night, et cetera, et cetera, and, um, realized it's unbelievably comfortable. So it's been a bit of a cheat. <laughs> so you thought he was doing, he was being I selfless. He was doing a favor, but I was like, well, actually, it's not that comfortable to sit on. But if you lie face down on this thing, it's a delight. Um, so yeah, it's quite funny in that way. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of different ways that we talk about like sofas in terms of like the lifespan of a sofa as well. I have fam- family members who I've thought needed to update, replace their sofas for 
potentially decades at this point in time. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I've always been submit with, oh, no, it functions, it's fine, it's fine. Um, apparently, the average lifespan of a sofa mm-hmm. is 2,958 days. Oh, what's that yep. get down to in terms of years or whatever? Approximately eight years. Okay, okay, I've had yes. one for a lot longer than that. So yes, good. eight years. Yeah. So actually, apparently, you know, I always think, you know, I'm I'm of a I'm of a frame of mind. Don't replace anything if it's not broken. Yeah. Don't fix yeah. it. Type thing. Um, but also, it's also interesting in terms of a, an average sofa is a place to sit while eating a meal. Apparently, on average, we don't eat on our sofa because I have children. And if I opened that can of worms, the sofa would always be revolting. <laughs> um, but, um, if we were, to, you know, an average place to sit while eating a meal, about um, 13 times a month for the average family. And that would amount to 1,261 meals over the sofa's lifetime. I'd like to know so, where you get your information from. Because <laughs> I can't believe that you come out with this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So it's quite, it's, I don't know. So it's quite a fascinating thing. On average, though, over about eight or nine years, about 780 people would sit on a sofa during that time period. So okay. maybe not different depends people. Depends on how social you are, right? Yeah, okay. it depends on how social you are. But so, that many, you know, um, potentially that many people, depending on how social you are. So it's quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so there's lots of different ways that we have them um, and that we include them in things like that. Um, but, yeah, so um, what's finding interesting today is, of course, the, the way that um, – you know, styles change. For example, upholstery didn't used to, you know, used to be such a big thing. Mm. Like I remember being a child and having friends whose sofas were being upholstered all the time. And I don't hear about that as often anymore. Um, Maybe that was a luxury that we don't indulge in. in Maybe it's about recycling, it's about not getting rid of it, but just renewing it and making it nice again. totally true and i think maybe maybe we're not you know we do have a more disposable culture today and so people just think you can just you know out with the old in with the new whereas upholstering is a way to refresh something um i suppose which is quite fascinating but yes so even though um it is you know it did transition from an elitist statement to a practical item of furniture for many um it's got some pretty interesting, some interest, uh, quite an interesting background, I think. I think it's come a long way, the sofa. Yeah, I wonder when the, um, I, I always find that, you know, I really like cloth sofas because I find that they're much more comfortable, much warmer, mm. lovely, and quite cosy. But there was a trend at one point, I think certainly in the 80s, uh, early the 90s. Yes, everyone just had leather sofas. So, and it depended on the quality of the leather that you got, you know, or, or if it wasn't leather, it was kind of plastic covered up stuff. Um, you know, you'd be squeaking and it would be cold in the winter if you suddenly sat on it because, mm. you know, you'd have to wear it out. And then, and then you'd have to wear this leather out for it to really look pretty authentic. So, I don't know, there was a sudden interest in leather and everyone had it, but I think now it seems to be coming back to the cloth sofas. Yes, I think so too. And I think that might have something to do with our current state of the planet in that people are spending more time at home and you do see that difference between a show sofa and a used sofa. Mm-hmm. And there is something quite personal about people seeing your sofa. You know what I mean? I know before before a friend comes over, before anyone comes to my house, I straighten up the sofa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, it looks like, you know, several humans have made a nest on it. Otherwise... <laughs> So it, it, there's something about a sofa that kind of lifts that space and it becomes this sort of like, that's where people are going to go. You know mm, what I mean? Someone mm. enters your home. They're going to sit on the sofa. Well, not everybody that enters your home. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. It's, the, you know, you assume you're, it's, it's kind of, it's, 
free for all. You're allowed to sit on a sofa. The sofa's there to be sat on kind of thing. Mm. So it's quite an interesting idea. But I think with people spending more time at home, maybe you're right. Maybe the comfort has won out a little bit more. You realize if you're going to be doing Netflix binges and not just you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you want something um, comfortable. I find that's yeah. the only thing I find that mine's not as comfortable to sit there and watch TV. You need mm. to pad it up a little bit. But there's yes. something cozy about a sofa, though. You know, there's something yes, that we snuggle in with your family and everyone gets the quilt and the duvet and they sit there on the sofa watching TV, which is really lovely. That's a nice part of having the family close by, I think. Yes, I agree. And I think there's something about that feeling. And I think when we first had children, that was what we thought as well, was mm. we need a better sofa because we're going to spend more time on the sofa. You know, we need a sofa that we can be on as a family, mm. you know, to sit together. Mm. Um, but I mean, I suppose it's different other places. The world. You probably do that on the floor, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but yes, right. so Good. that was the sofa. Well, I can't believe it. I just, uh, I know so much about it. I'm going to go home and actually look at my sofa in great detail now and see, you know, <laughs> I think it's kind of glued to the wall, actually, this particular one, but it's very hard to move. So I think I do miss my other one, though. So anyway, thank you very much for that. I'm totally enlightened now. <laughs> okay. Enjoy. Wonderful. Thank right. you. I'll Take care, Sadia. See you next week. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.